Round Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors and Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. For all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. We have Pete Cavanaugh, uh, who has uh, been the head coach of the Mid Prairie Golden Eagles for the last twenty years. Welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, uh, you've you've made kind of a career decision. Uh, uh, you're going to st- step down. At least that's the rumor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, it is. I, I announced that last week and talked to my team first and and wanted to tell them and. Uh, yeah, I've decided to resign my head, head coaching position there at Mid Prairie. So, uh, let me ask you something. It, it just, on the outside looking in, it looks like being a head coach of a football team, basketball team, whatever, uh, it takes a, a tremendous amount of time, doesn't it? Yeah, I, uh, it does. Uh, for, for all, all the head coaches know this, it doesn't matter what sport it is. It's a, it's a huge time commitment. Um, and for football, especially it's, it is, I mean, it's almost 365 days a year. You're, you're doing something in the weight room, um, you're developing your kids through the summer and then obviously during the season. So it, it, it does become very time consuming and a, um, very difficult to do much else other than, uh, other than that. And, and, uh, I've really enjoyed my time doing that. Uh, it's just, uh, it's, um, you know, I've been in football for a long time, so it will, it's just time to move on. Well, yeah, and I've I've been knowing you for a, a couple of years now, and I'm I'm here's where I'm I'm. This is my speculation: is that you need to have a level of uh, energy and commitment and focus uh, to do justice to this job. I, I, am I correct? Oh, absolutely. I mean, anybody that does it needs that, and um, you know, I it's. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's it or, or or what. I just think it's time for somebody else's to take the program, and and uh, you know, excited to see what direction it goes. And really, the the decision has nothing to do with anybody else other than myself, and just um, you know, just getting out and let, let somebody else do it. And, and I think we got some great kids coming back. I, I think uh, there's a lot of talent there, so that had certainly nothing to do with it. But. Uh, yeah, it just it just takes uh, you know full time commitment there, and and uh, you know if there's some uh, somebody younger, somebody wants to do that and get after it, then then uh, more power to them. Yeah, and you're creating an opportunity. There's lots of people out there that that you know it's their dream to 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 be a head coach and and to be a head coach at such a fine uh, uh, school with so much support and and such a standard of excellence. You'll have uh, uh, a lot of guys, a lot of really high quality coaches. Uh, uh, chomping at the bit for that job uh but i wanted to take a few minutes with you to kind of go over your coaching career uh uh kind of uh uh thanks for the memories kind of a show so uh 
tell me about who, where, where was the first time you were coach or assistant coach? Uh, how many years ago was that? And, and, uh, how young were you? And what was that? What was that first job like? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I, I got the opportunity to play some football at Cornell college, uh, years ago, seems like years ago now. And, and, you know, I just, I, I truly did love playing and love playing in high school. I had some great high school coaches, Jim Dunn and Steve Kriegel and, and my college coach, Steve Miller and Ray Riesland. They, they just inspired me to, to, to continue on with the game. And, and I knew I was going into education, so I'd have an opportunity to coach. Um, my first job out of, out of college was at actually a town called Perry, uh, Iowa. And, um, they, when I got there, that's outside of Des Moines. When I got there, they had lost 35 games in a row. Um, their program, um, you know, obviously wasn't doing that great. And, and it didn't matter to me. I just wanted a teaching job and I wanted to coach somewhere. And I was an assistant coach there for three years under Todd Subert. Uh, who's a great guy that mentored me uh, my first three years. And, uh, we want, we end up winning some games there and having some fun and getting after it. And then my wife and I moved back to Iowa city area. I wanted to go get my master's degree and we, and we ended up in mid Prairie. And, um, I actually coached at Regina for one year, uh, as an assistant, my first year back in Eastern Iowa and, uh, for Matt Mitchell. Um, and that, that was a great year. Uh, and then, and then, when I was teaching at Mid Prairie, I got an assistant job there under Mark Dalton. So, you know, all those guys that I mentioned there had a huge influence on me, and, and uh, it was great to be an assistant. I think every head coach should be an assistant for a certain number of years, just to to, to know what that's like and and to know what that role is and how that should be. And and uh, then I was named head coach in 2003, um, and uh, at Mid Prairie, and have been there ever since. And uh, it's been it's been a great run. I really enjoyed it. Uh, we've had some we've had some really good teams while I've been here. We've had some teams that are just okay, and, and uh, but consistently overall, I think we've done a, a nice job. And I say we, uh, my whole staff, and I've had some really good assistant coaches my time here. And um, yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it's been a good run, and, and I've really thoroughly enjoyed it. I've seen Mid Prairie change quite a bit over the years, and and uh, the facilities change and. Uh, a lot of kids through and, and, um, yeah, it's been, it's been great. I love watching the kids, uh, get out of our program, go on and do other things. And, and, uh, you know, whether it be in football or just in life, um, and, uh, we have a lot of successful kids that have gone on to do great things in life. And that, that's kind of what it's all about. I mean, you know, winning games is fun and, and, uh, that kind of thing. But I, I think overall, uh, the impact that, uh, our coaching staff uh, tried to make on the kids. That's that's the most important part of it. Well, what was something that that happened in Perry uh, in your assistant coaching? The some kind of lessons or things that you learned there, and then maybe uh, uh, something that you learned in Lisbon that you were able to to put to to use when you became a head coach. Um, well, I mean, there. I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, I think losing teaches you a lot, and when we we're at Perry. We, we lost some games and. We struggled against teams that were, you know, really good programs, and, and we fought participation rates, and you know, we had to recruit kids to come out, and, and um, but it, it, it taught you a lot, and, you know, it gave you a little bit of resiliency, and you know, I, I I just I always like to think that there's a lot of great coaches out there that are in tough situations as far as where their school's at, and uh, 
they just we don't know about them because they their record may not be as good as other people's records and uh, that that doesn't mean they're not a good coach so you know i learned that early on and, and then when i got to mid prairie uh as an assistant it's just um you know learning your role and, and helping out contributing the way you can and, you know i got obviously an opportunity to coach jv and, and participate in that and, and, and learn how important jv program is and you know trying to play as many kids as possible in jv to, to build them up uh Football, like, you know, unlike a lot of sports, football is a very developmental sport. Uh, and it takes a while for sometimes kids to to, to blossom into players. And, and um, so one of the biggest, biggest satisfactions I like to see is a kid, you know, do well his senior year, you know, get better and better every year. Um, and maybe fight through some adversity, you know, maybe not play uh, at all as a sophomore, uh, but get better and better and, and then have a great senior year. That's, I think that's what it's all about. And uh, um, learned a lot through my years, uh, through all my assistant coaches, and, and uh, I definitely learned uh, on uh, on the fly as a head coach as well. Well, take me back to that first year at Mid Prairie. Uh, you're walking in. What's your roster look like? Uh, what was the team the years uh, uh, previous to this? What was the expectations of you know how many you know how much winning they, they expected you to do, and uh, uh, who was the big challenges uh, for that team? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was fortunate to be a JV coach, uh, you know, the, the previous year. So I kind of understood what we had uh, coming in. Um, uh, previous coach, Mark Dalton, had resigned and, and uh, you know, he left it in a great spot. I think two years previous, we'd been in the playoffs for the first time in a long time with a great senior group. And uh, we'd struggled uh, in 2002. And then my first year in 2003, uh, I knew we had a good group of uh, seniors and then our junior class was really solid as well. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, uh, I was learning on the fly. I mean, I had some great assistants, uh, Jeff Murphy and Jay Bickford and uh, Justin Schwarzenjuber, um, you know, and Jim Caden were helping me out that year, Randy Billups. And they, they did an awesome job as well. I, I we're just, you know, I'm, trying to call offensive plays, um, you know, at that level and it becomes difficult. And, and uh, we had, uh, like I said, a good group of kids and, and uh, my first game we, we won at Regina and, um, and then we ended up having a winning record and uh, for us, which kind of catapulted us into the next year because that next year, 2004, we had a really good group and, and uh, we're able to make the playoffs and get a playoff win. So, you know, those first two years are pretty special to me. Well, uh, what was it like to put together a staff? And over that 20 years, you know, uh, um, I don't know how many of the, them started out with you or still with you or, or uh, you know, but how, how was it like you know, to be a first-year coach and having to come up with a staff and learn how to communicate with your coaching staff? Oh, I think it's important. I mean, you talk to any head coach, they'll tell you that your staff is uh, what makes the program and, and – uh, for me, it started with Jeff Murphy, uh, who was my defensive coordinator for 19 of my, my 20 years. And, and um, it was really the backbone of the program, uh, assistant head coach, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, you know, once I, I got him to agree to do, uh, to be the defensive coordinator, um, I knew we had a, a good parent. He wanted nothing to do with the offense and I wanted nothing to do with the defense. And he, uh, um, did an awesome job relating to kids and, and um, really getting the most out of his players. And um, and then, again, like I said before, um, you know, having your JV coaches understand what you're trying to do and uh, get the most out of the young guys, 
as possible. Um, you know, their, their job is to make sure those kids come back for the next year, even though they may have gotten beat up or they weren't very good or, or whatever it may be. So, uh, and, and my JV coaches have done a really good job over the years. So, um, yeah, it's, it was, it was fun. Um, you know, we have, we've had some great offensive line coaches over the years too. Uh, you know, starting with Jay Bickford early on, um, who, uh, really, you know, catapulted the kind of the expectations of our, our offensive line group, uh, Brian Hervey, who coached with me for, I think 18 of the 20 years, uh, was, was an amazing, uh, mentor to those kids and, and Derek Yoder now, uh, most recently, uh, working with the offensive line. So the, you know, those coaches, um, really the foundation of, of the guys up front and you can't really do much with, without the guys up front. So, uh, really pleased to have them. Well, uh, um, so now you got your staff together, um, and you got, to, uh, so talk to me about your, what I call your feeder system or your, your, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, that your pipeline of players, uh, uh, I've been talking to some other coaches, uh, uh, and they would tell me, you know, it's, you know, they're working with the JV coach, they're working with the freshman coach, they're working with the, the ninth grade and the eighth grade coach, you know, on down. Uh, uh, so did you have to establish something like that or some kind of communication uh, to be kind of looking ahead for some of these players to start their development out young? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, we're, we're the size of school where, um, you know, most of the kids play every sport. So that's great. Uh, we love that. Um, so you're in contact with them. Uh, you know, I got the opportunity to coach a little middle school basketball. So I was able to contact with those younger guys uh, many of those years. But uh, our middle school coaches uh, are so valuable and important uh, to our uh, system. Um, we've had we've had a lot of guys over the years uh, do a really good job with that. Phil Conway comes to mind. Bill Watkinson comes to mind. Uh, you know, most recently Dane Jepson and Dylan Walter uh, and Danny Hershberger. So. Like we've had a lot of guys over the years who just do a great job making sure those kids go out the next year. Again, that's the most important thing. And then we've had uh, um, the YSF football league tackle football for a number of years, which, um, you know, for the most part has been good. Uh, you know, the, the parents coaching that have been, you got to have the right parents do it. Uh, and I think we've had that over the years and, um, and for the right reasons and, and doing it the right way. And, and, uh, you know, we, we always kind of sit down with them and lay out our expectations for that. And, and again, our most important thing is that kids are just active and involved and out for other sports. And we don't want them to just, just focus on football all year. And, and, uh, we want them to be a kid and, and get out and play other things and do other things. So, yeah, I've been fortunate that way from, from the standpoint, just overall, Mid Prairie is very well balanced in a lot of things. So, uh, that, that helps our program. So uh, right now it's the off season for football, you know, and uh, where you were working out uh, with the junior high basketball team some of that time. Uh, uh, can you can a football coach or or even a baseball coach or something, or a football coach see a kid playing basketball, seeing seeing uh, playing baseball uh, in the off season and say, hey, uh, have you ever thought about playing football? I see something that you're doing here that shows me you've got some ability. Uh, you know, uh, is that is that kind of a thing that you, you did maybe when you're coaching basketball? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, to me, it's about playing everything. It's like I would never discourage a kid to, to, to play his first love, whatever that sport that is. But, uh, hey, let's just give football a shot here. I mean, it might help you. And, you know, we've had kids in the past that, 
you know, were focused on one sport or the other, and then they got into football and then, you know, discovered they really liked it and, uh, it worked out for them. And so, um, and then they went on to play, you know, division three or, or wherever, and it's been a part of their life. So for us, I just, why not try it? I mean, you're only gonna be able to do this for a short period of time. And, and, uh, you know, we, we just try to get as many kids out as possible. And uh, to, to say that we've got all the kids out that need to be out for football, that, that would be uh, false. But uh, it is, you know, it's definitely something that you're always constantly uh, working on and recruiting within your school and, and making sure kids go out. And, you know, hopefully your program's good enough that the kids just want to be a part of it. But uh, I found one other thing I found out over the years, that football is a hard sport. Um, it's, you know, it's not for everybody. And uh, failing football is can be difficult. It can be, you know, physically painful. It can be mentally challenging. And, um, you know, it's it's definitely something the kids, once they've learned it and how to get through that, uh, really helps them through life, I think. Well, uh, give me uh, how, how many years into coaching did you have what you thought was, you know, some, some pretty good success? When, when did you feel like you were kind of breaking through? Or, or maybe it was the first year. I don't know. Well, I was, you know, man, like I said, we, we had a winning season my first year, but, uh, Oh four, Oh five and Oh six, we, uh, we, we made it to the playoffs those years and advanced to the second round Now they, at that time they had 16 playoff qualifiers. So, so we made it to the final eight, uh, quarterfinals three years in a row, which is not easy to do. Um, and, it's, it's just so happened that we had some great talent uh, those years that I was there. And, and uh, you know, I thought we had some core kids in that group that uh, really enjoyed football and got after it. And if you look back at Mid-Prairie's history, the years that we had a lot of success, so did other sports. I think we went to state basketball tournament and our baseball team uh, advanced pretty far in the state, uh, state tournament there as well. So, so for us, it was just a great group of kids and you know, core kids that went through in 04, 05, and 06. And then, and then in 08, um, we probably had our best team we've ever had. Um, you know, we went 10 and 2. We won a record 10 games and, and uh, advanced in the playoffs that year and lost to the eventual state champ, Solon, uh, up at their place. But um, you know, that was a great year. And then 09, uh, we also went to the playoffs. So, that string from 04 through 09 was uh, tremendous. And it was, you know, it didn't have much to do with me. I mean, there was a lot of talent there. And we just put the guys in the right spot and they got after it. And, and that was fun. It was a good run. And, you know, we were kind of up and down there for a little bit. We did make the playoffs, you know, uh, 2011, 12, and 13. 13 was a great team uh, with Reed Miller and Zach Swartz and a bunch of other guys that were, were great on that team. And then, uh, and then in 2015, another awesome group of seniors that, that we made it to the playoffs and lost to a very good Albia team. So, and then we went back here recently in the playoffs. So we, I don't know how many years out of the 20 went to playoffs, but uh, it seemed like quite a few and it was fun. Um, you know, it, I, the, the goal wasn't necessarily to make the playoffs. The goal was always to compete and, uh, you know, win more games than you lose and, and uh, see what happens. And uh, our kids really competed hard. And I thought we got a lot out of some of our kids. And, and uh, we weren't always the biggest team, but we played hard. And uh, I really do appreciate how the, how much effort those kids put into the weight room and getting after it. But that uh, weight room has a big part of that. And uh, playing multiple sports also is a part of that as well. Well, uh, tell me about the biggest upset win you ever got. 
Boy, I don't know. I, that, that's a tough one. I mean, there's a couple things that come to mind. Uh, uh, what year is it? 2006, uh, we had, um, well, I'll go back 2004. Our first playoff win ever in Mid-Prairie history was against West Burlington at home. I, I don't know if that was an upset, but that was very exciting for our guys and uh, to get that win. And then 06, we went up to Bondurant Farrar, which is way over by Des Moines, and got a huge victory last game of the year that got us in the playoffs. And, and then we won a game in the playoffs there. And in 08, we beat Regina at home. Um, you know, Regina obviously had been a very good team, had won a couple state championships before that. And, and uh, you know, we got the best of them that night with Tanner Miller running all over the place. But uh, that was a nice win. And, and uh, you know, there's been, there's been a few over the years that uh, we I remember beating PCM in 2015 at their place. And, and uh, that, that was fun. And we've had some battles with Sigourney Kewitt over the years. They've gotten us a couple times. We've gotten them a few times. So um, it's, it's always fun. We've had some really good teams in, in our area. You know, for a while there it was Regina, and then it was Solon for years, and then it was Sigourney, um, PCM for a while. Albia had had some good teams. So, um, you know, the people that say there's not good football uh, south of Interstate 80 are just they just don't know. Uh, they don't know any better. And uh, it's it's been it's been great. Um, uh, Mediapolis is another team that we've had a lot of good battles with and and played well. So. Um, yeah, it's been it's been fun uh, looking back on a lot of those teams and and uh, uh, getting some good wins in there. Well, who were some of the best players you coached against in your twenty years? Oh, we've had a ton of kids that we played against that are you know well. well first of all, Williamsburg every year has a stable of kids that are that are pretty darn good. I think they had three years in a row where their running backs were hundred meter champs. Uh, Weeching kid and um, a couple other guys in there as well there this team this last year was probably the best team we ever faced this Williamsburg team um but Albie had a running back it was really good uh, Sigourney's running back now, I'm getting too old I can't remember some of these names but uh, uh the Sigourney running running back was uh, uh McLaughlin I think was his name he was a heck of a player and, and uh of course James Morris we played against uh, Solon two years in a row and I thought the second year we played against them in 09, we probably gave him a better game. And, uh, and, um, yeah, he's a, he was a one man wrecking crew on, on that, uh, in that game. But, uh, we've played against a lot of good players over the years. Um, the kid that Jesse Ertz from Meepo that went on to play for Kansas state at quarterback, uh, he was a sensational player. Um, but, uh, so he has a lot of, a lot of good talent that we faced. Well, who were some of the memorable players, uh, of note uh, that uh, donned the uh, Golden Hawks uh, uniform. Oh, boy. Well, you put me on the spot there. I mean, there's a lot. I know I'll miss somebody, um, but there's just there's so many to name. I, I could try to name a few, but, you know, Travis Kern and Jordan Montgomery and Eric Haas and Riley Hirschberger were some guys early on that kind of set the tone of the program. And um, Josh Berry was one of the best athletes we've ever had go through. Um, he was a wide receiver that we put a tail back and then, you know, took off. He just did an amazing job. Um, and then you had the Boone brothers, <laughs> Josh and Joe, they, they were, uh, they were awesome, uh, players for us. And, um, you know, of course, Tanner Miller, uh, that, uh, had over 4,000 yards rushing and ended up playing at the university of Iowa, um, was just an immense talent, but the guys around him, like Micah Berg and, 
Christian Beamer and Dylan Wirtz. And, and uh, again, if I'm, if I'm starting naming names, I'll probably forget somebody. But then we had Reed Miller come through, was an awesome player. Um, you know, most recently, Braden Hartley, uh, Justice Jones was uh, second all time in tackles. He's a heck of a player. My son uh, played quarterback, uh, broke some records at quarterback there and led us to the playoffs. Uh, also did a nice job. And, and uh, just again, so the Swartz brothers, uh, Justin, I'm gonna make sure I get them all right. Justin, Blake, and Zach uh, were great for us. So it's uh, it's been a good run. Uh, we really appreciate all the guys' effort into that. Uh, we've had a lot of kids. I think we've had 20 All-State kids um, go through since I've been here, 20 plus. And uh, it's just, they all, you know, it all blends together after a while. And, uh, but we've been really appreciative of those guys and those kids and the effort that they put in. We have been talking to Pete Cavanaugh, who was the coach of the Mid Prairie Golden Hawks for the last 20 years, who is uh, passing the baton on. Well, let's talk about uh, what what are you leaving the, the next coach? Looks like the coach ahead of you said you up pretty nice. Uh, are you going to return the favor? It looked like a, uh, and I'm going to echo that Justice Jones kid, man. He was really good. Uh, and uh, you had a fullback, that uh, Helmuth kid. He was a pretty good player, too, a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think, uh, man, I don't know. I, I'm not, definitely not leaving when the cupboard is bare, that's for sure. We got some great young talent coming up. I think our JV team was undefeated this year or maybe lost one game. And, and um, you know, it's the one thing that I'm kind of most proud of is that we didn't have – um, kind of run a bad years. So we might have a bad year here and there, but we would always bounce back. And that's a big credit to our staff, I think, um, and our consistency that we've had over the years. I think that's one big thing. And, um, we have some great coaches. I think all my coaches that are on staff now, and I'll, and I'll name them, Derek Yoder, and, uh, Darren Lambert, Aaron Coglin, Dylan Wirtz, Kevin Cordham. Um, those guys, um, <coughs> Are the are the core of the program, and that they're all going to be back. Uh, Justin Bartham, and they're all going to be back helping coach and um, and helping us out. So I think, you know, I think the the future is bright. Um, I mean, the kids are going to need to continue to work, get in the weight room, and uh, you know, I, I know our senior class that's coming back. There's not a lot of them, but uh, they're all good kids, and they've worked really hard here in the off season. Our senior group has, and so uh, yeah, I think it's. You know, I'm hoping that the program continues. That's a, that would be the best compliment to me, I guess, is if they just continue to do what they're doing and, and uh, winning games and doing it the right way. And um, and that's, you know, hopefully I'll still be around to watch. I'm still teaching at Mid-Prairie. And, and uh, you know, I, I'd like to, you know, have a different role in the program as far as maybe just kind of helping out here and there and just being a mentor, uh, but uh, stepping away with my duties and, and uh, giving, giving the reins over to somebody else. All right. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time and being with us, and uh, good luck in the future. And thanks for all your hard work and all, and congratulations on all the success and all the all the fine young men that you helped uh, create. Oh, thank you, and thanks for your coverage, and and thanks for all the coverage we get in our area. Again, it's it's you guys that promote us and help us, and that that helps the program. So thank you. Well, uh, Wellman and Kelowna have been part of Round Guy Radio since. You know, we had 300 listeners, much less the 35,000 we crossed today. So uh, it's uh, 
it's uh, got a, a fond place in my heart, and I've uh, really enjoyed the last two years of covering your team. It was a privilege, and uh, they were outstanding. A lot of outstanding uh, uh, play. So thanks a lot. You're welcome. This episode of Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. For all of your stock, cargo, utility, flatbed, and horse trailer needs. Family owned for over 40 years. We repair what we sell and don't in our full-time repair shop. And McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto.